Hi, this is your host Jojo Binks and you're listening to I Can Talk Underwater podcast where you can learn anything and everything under the sun. Pretty much, you will learn random shit. Hi everyone, welcome back to I Can Talk Underwater podcast. Today's episode is another personal experience of mine. Again, I am not an expert or medical practitioner, but I am sharing this experience to give you a reminder that for all women that are listening to this podcast to get your pap smear or cervical cancer test, because it's very important to prevent cervical cancer. This episode, I will discuss the result of my pap smear and the procedures that I had to go through and recovery. I will use the word pap smear and cervical screening test interchangeably as well as the gynecologist and specialist interchangeably. I do get regular pap smear, but in the last few years, I've been getting abnormal results, but they have been low grade. So usually the low grade test results, they just monitor it. Usually your body fix itself and they go away. I've had low grade results for two years. Last year in October, luckily it was after my birthday, I received a call from my doctor at work. I was at the balcony at the time, which is not a good place to receive a bad phone call. And she told me that I have a high grade test result. High grade test result means that they could be precancerous cells that needs to be taken out. But the GP on the phone told me that it may not be cancer yet, but I need to see an specialist ASAP. When I got that phone call, basically my brain just stopped working. The GP was talking, but I couldn't, I could barely hear her because as soon as I heard cancer, I just went to the worst possible place. Like I am not scared of death. I am scared of pain. And that is the worst possible situation for me. Anyway, so the GP said, see the specialist ASAP and hang up. I remember calling my mom. I was crying over the phone and I told her that I have a great life. I, I really love my life and I'm happy. And then this just throw a curveball in my life that I don't need. I felt really unfair because I'm so healthy and I'm quite fit. So why do I have this? I guess for parents, they don't want just to hear or to see their kids in pain. She tried to calm me down and, and told me just to follow the process. So the next process was to see a gynecologist to do a colposcopy. A colposcopy allows the doctor to examine the vagina and cervix very closely. So the doctor uses a colposcope, which looks like a pair of binoculars with a bright light. It allows the doctor to magnify the view of the surface of the vagina and, and the cervix. I was lucky enough to be able to, to book a specialist within two weeks. And God, I, re I really hate perhaps me, hey. So I usually use child speculum because, I don't know, maybe because I'm Asian, I'm quite small, and the adult speculum actually really hurt me. So for anyone who doesn't know what speculum is, speculum, it looks like this plastic pelican beak, 
it opens up your vagina so they can see through inside of it and it's not pleasant. My doctor is a male and I was trying to find a female doctor but I couldn't find one that's available ASAP and my doctor is very good but I feel like when you don't have a vagina you don't understand how painful it is. When you opened up my vagina with that pelican beak he was a bit rough I was like, come on, take me to dinner first. Before I had the coposcopy, he told me that high-grade cells, usually for the cells to become cancer, it takes a long time to evolve to cancer. So he gave a reassurance that we caught it really early and it'll be fine. After the coposcopy, he told me that we need surgery ASAP. In my head, I'm like, you told me it takes a long time for the cells to turn into cancer. And what is the rush? And for me, I'm like, the rush means that my cells are quite advanced that needs to be taken out ASAP. He didn't even want me to wait for a month. Anyway, I would like the cells out of my body ASAP anyway. For me, at least I know the process now. There is a plan to follow. And with that, I feel more in control of my situation. So the surgery is called LETS, L-E-T-Z, which stands for Large Loop Excision of the Transformation Zone. It's a type of surgery that removes a small part of the cervix. It can be used to treat cervical cells changes or early stage cervical cancer, as well as to diagnose cervical cancer. So Basically, it uses a laser to, to burn the skin and to detach the abnormal skin from the cervix. It sounds freaking painful. And it gave me this brochure. It's quite visual when the laser touches the cervix. This illustration had some smoke in it. <laughs> My sister was like, what happened if you accidentally burn your clit? Oh my God. Oh, she's the worst. But anyway, so knowing me, I've had surgeries before and I usually have some health issues. Of course, it's me that's bound to go wrong when I go to surgery. Two days before the surgery, I got a UTI. Come on. If I had sex, that would be fine. But I didn't. So I just don't know how I got it. I was telling one of my friends, Jane, and I said, Mate, you're the ones having sex. How did I get the UTI? <laughs> but luckily, I called the surgery the next day and the doctor said, I can still go ahead with surgery, noting that I've been on antibiotics for two days. The surgery is only a day surgery. I got admitted to St. Vincent's private hospital. I met the, my doctor before I went into theatre. And the very first thing that I asked the doctor, when can I exercise after the surgery? And he was like, we can be able to exercise after 10 days. I was like, doctor, I'm going to be fat in 10 days. I can't wait for that long. I don't think he heard my sarcasm. He basically told me the reason why I can't exercise, blah, 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 blah. Of course, I know the reason. I was just making a joke. And after the doctor, I met the anesthetist. She asked me whether I've had issues with anesthesia before. I said, no, that's, that's fine. I've had three surgeries in the past. 
I've never had issues, all well and good. So then they wheeled me into the theater room and it was so freaking cold. It was literally felt like I was in the freezer. And in my head, I was like, are they going to put me on ice and then wake up as Captain America? The next thing that I know, I woke up in this recovery room on the same day and not as Captain America. Hey, say. <laughs> I, I was recovering well. They gave me some food. Everything was great. At the time, I needed to, to change. The nurse was like, change to your clothes and will discharge you. Again, knowing me, there'll be another issue. I was, was getting up so slowly. My chest started to tighten and I couldn't breathe. I told the nurse, I go, oh my God, I can't breathe. What's happening to me? At the same time that this is happening, this boomer next to me said, I feel fine. I started laughing and I couldn't breathe even more because it was just on point and yeah the boomer showed me up so laid me back down and the nurse was like did you have any issues like this before when you had surgery and I go yeah back in 2013 I had knee surgery and my lungs collapsed she said did you tell this to your anesthetist I go I forgot and she was like you forgot it was a long time ago and the surgeries after that, I didn't have any issues. So I completely forgot. The doctor came and saw me and they looked at my vitals. Everything was fine. They gave me um, saline vaporizer. Whilst I was still recovering, the boomer on the other side that arrived after me got dressed before me. When they pulled the curtains, she had a full makeup on. Come on. Hot damn, grandma. I swear, these boomers were showing me up that day. When I finally recovered, I put my clothes back on. And it was funny. The nurse saw me and said, oh, you look good now. And I said, yeah, breathing makes a lot of difference to the way you look. God, I couldn't take myself anywhere. <laughs> she just looked at me and laughed. Anyway, so I went home. My friend stayed with me for a few hours to make sure that I was breathing properly. So how does it feel down there? It felt really raw, like I see if I had rough sex for six hours. That's the only definition of the feeling I can give you. I have to wear pads for the discharge. The discharge is like light period. I am not allowed to wear tampons or have sex for the next six weeks, like as if that's going to be hard. But overall, it's fine. Despite all of my unfortunate events, I am like Wolverine. I recover very quickly and also I don't age. The next day, I felt totally fine. It felt a bit weird when I walked, but it's not bad. If I could, I would have gone to the gym, but I didn't. Yes, Ma, you have to be proud of me. I had bleeding for three weeks, but again, it's not much. It's maybe about one pad a day. The biopsy came back a week later and I am cancer free. I'm so happy. It's such a relief that everything is fine. So the next step is in six months time, I'm going to go back to the specialist to do another 
colposcopy to see if those precancerous cells have returned, there is about 5 to 10% chance that it could, and they want to be on top of that. This experience has taught me that life is so short that no matter how healthy you are, your life can be snapped out from you at any time. I am so grateful for the advanced medicine in Australia because countries like the Philippines, Pops Me is not free. So most people over there, they will know whether they have the precancerous cells until it's too late. Also, lastly, I'm so grateful for all my friends here in Melbourne that have helped me out, especially my friend Carolyn that took the day off to look after me. When you have good people around you, they are there when you need them the most. They all showed up for me and I'm truly incredibly grateful for the life that I have. Remember, cervical cancer is one of the most preventable cancer. So please make sure you get your pap smear done. Also, if you don't have the HPV vaccine, get it soon. According to Cancer Council, HPV vaccine is nearly 100% effective to protect from nine HPV types, which causes cervical cancer. That is only going to be 100% effective if you got the vaccine before you get exposed to the HPV virus. You can get your vaccine from 12 years old. The Australian government is aiming for Australia to be cervical cancer-free by 2035. One of the ways for this goal to happen is to get as many Australian women to undertake cervical cancer screening tests or pap smear. The Australian government has released the self-collection option or DIY for cervical screening. Australia is one of the first countries in the world to offer this choice for all screening participants. Self-collection will be available through GPs, women's health clinics, Aboriginal health centres and other healthcare providers through the National Cervical Screening Program. The do-it-yourself test or self-collection is a game-changer because it breaks down the barriers for many people. It will mean that women who have experienced sexual violence do not have to do the invasive test, or people from different cultural backgrounds who may have not opted to get a traditional pap smear. This option gives women more control over their own bodies and makes it easier to keep safe and healthy. So that's it from me. I really hope that, no, I was joking around the whole episode, but the gist of it all is please get your pap smear done regularly it is so important and it's so easy to prevent again life is so short please make the most of it for anyone that haven't followed my instagram account called i can talk underwater please follow also please send me a dm or join the discussions on my instagram to hear your feedback and if you have any topics that you want me to cover in the future lastly Please share this episode to your friends and families and leave five-star ratings. I look forward to speaking to you soon. Love you long time. Bye.